welcome to the Kitoko podcast today with Heike Bruch and Amadeo. Heike Bruch is professor of leadership at the University of St. Gallen and founder of the Energy Factory St. Gallen. Welcome, guys. Um, before we start, um, I want to, to talk about this office. It's beautiful. The view is pretty inspiring. And I want to welcome you also, Amadeo. And uh, maybe you can give the people out there a little overview um, about the topics that we will discuss. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining. Thanks for listening. Today, it's going to be about leadership. We have our expert here, and it's going to be with the focus on leadership of next generation. And also the question how companies can really create an attractive but also healthy workplace that is important for young people to join. So I'm very curious to hear and learn more about you. Thanks for joining us. Heike. <laughs> And yeah. let's deep dive. And yeah, you have a lot of research where you deal with the topic of energy and performance. And I would like to start and address a personal question. What gives you energy and what takes energy in order to perform well? I'm a very people-focused person. So uh, in both cases, it's actually uh, people. People who give me energy, uh, developing new ideas um, in research, um, that is a very, very energizing part uh, of my work. And when you ask me, hey, what is, what is taking you energy, it is uh, the same. It's, it's corrosive individuals, negative uh, people, and I actually actively try to avoid huh, uh, those moments and these individuals huh, mm -hmm. to protect my, my positive energy. Yeah. Very interesting. And uh, yeah, with the research, I was looking at your studies or the, the stats you were bringing. And I was quite, as a, young peop, as a young person, I was quite shocked. I was like, oh, this is not actually motivating me to enter the labor market when I see like, yeah, 50% of the organizations have only a healthy performance culture or 45 of leaders lack energy and focus. So what does this mean for a young person? Is this inspiring to enter? Do we have a problem that the working environment is not attractive for young people? Yeah, that is actually um, a very important aspect that you, uh, that you uh, address. Uh, and we find uh, there are some companies that have highly energet energizing workplaces that um, also really embrace change and, and um, create a supportive environment for people where people can grow, be inspired, be, feel part of a community. Mm -hmm. But the majority um, of companies um, are companies, we call them um, companies at the limit that um, have a stressful culture and sometimes a cold, um, purely performance-driven culture. And that has always been the case, but we um, observe a kind of shift. Um, as um, we have an accelerated work environment, the intensity of working um, is increased, uh, there's a lot more pressure to perform. And um, most companies pass this pressure on to people. So mm. they take their systems that are often programmed on, on uh, performance and uh, individual KPIs, things like that, and intensify this even. So it feels like really being under pressure and uh, uh, in, a, in a kind of heated pot here. And only a few companies break 
this logic um, and say, hey, if there's increased um, need for change, pressure, intensified uh, work requirements, we must change the way we work and uh, find a way to collaborate better, to involve people more, to empower better, and also have an HR system that is more focused on personal growth and emotional uh, moments, effective, positive moments here, rather than purely performance-driven. And interestingly, the companies that break the logic and uh, focus not exclusively on intensifying performance are much more successful. Mm. And not only in terms of financials, but also in terms of uh, financials, uh, in terms of yeah, um, uh, performance uh, indicators uh, here, but growth, innovation, employer attractiveness here. Mm. So the, the, the topic um, becomes much more important, much more uh, decisive. Um, therefore, uh, we need to find a way to, to really prepare companies for this shift um, here uh, so that we have attractive work environments. So this also appears to me like a tremendous change that is coming for companies that want to be like these few companies. So when I look at uh, conversations with board um, and still, I believe that a lot of people have this, um, how do you say, this fear of this going full into this transformation of culture. They, they want to do a little bit on the side, but it's not enough, I would say. It really needs the commitment of the board to go this way. And it's also an investment. You said the correlation between performance, but also health. How would you rate this? That for a board that is really or orientated by numbers and yeah, to have this measurement of cultural change um, correlated to performance. Yeah. Um so first I would, uh, would, would, would emphasize exactly what you said. Uh, we are at the beginning of this uh, shift in the, world, uh, in, in the way we, we need to work. Uh, of course, we have gone through quite some transformation already, but uh, uh, there are two, two, two factors that are just taking off. Huh? Uh, one is uh, increased uh, speed. So through, primarily driven through technological transformations, um, we need to be much, much faster. And that is sometimes a little bit scary to, uh, to be aware that we are currently operating in a world that is probably the slowest version that we will experience uh, when we look ahead of us. It will just be faster, just be faster. And the second thing is uh, the scarcity in, in labor. Uh, it has just begun. If we sense it already, that uh, and it is not just about um, well-educated certain talents, it is now much more the general scarcity of labor. And here in Switzerland, um, uh, the shift in um, how many people do we have versus do we need um, is just ahead of us. So far, we have still just number-wise our how many heads, how many people do we have? We have more than we need. Mm -hmm. In 2025, it will the, we, we will have this shift and we will have significantly less people um, compared to, to the need in people. Mm -hmm. And then this is just opening up uh, here. And in other um, European 
companies in many uh, companies is it's uh, it's similar so this shift in the way we, we work uh, it must be driven by two two things we need to be much faster and mm. second it must be much more fun to work <laughs> with us so and that suggests a very very um, courageous attitude also at the top to say we cannot do this as a kind of incremental change mm. We need to really look at what does it mean in 10 years, five years, to, uh, 10 years. How do we have to position ourselves as an attractive employer uh, that is able to, to, to keep the speed and, and uh, the, the energy and embrace change? Mm. So it's not enough just to have a good employer branding. It really needs to be uh, a vision of how we want to be attractive in the future, not just uh, measurements to in the marketing. Because when I look at the company's webpage, I see so many companies, they, they say, okay, we have a great working culture, we trust each other, we are uh, mindful with each other, but the reality says something else. And especially, uh, yeah, there is, it's my question, yeah, really how the, the board can really create this strong vision of how to be a, an attractive employer. We suggest uh, that the board plays a very active role, mm -hmm. but it must never be just a top-down mm -hmm. uh, transformation. Because mm -hmm. if you want to create an attractive workplace, this is um, one thing you need to generate mm -hmm. or develop uh, together with future employees. Uh, so we suggest that you involve HR, of course, huh? top management and, and, and HR, and a group um, of, of agents or of, of uh, people uh, whom you involve and co-create uh, this future. Sometimes we, so if, if the company is too traditional and wants to have um, also a particular focus on young people, then we, we suggest um, creating a group of uh, next-gen agents, so particularly young uh, people. It's not always helpful. Uh, so uh, we even suggest, yes, to have new work agents or um, future work agents and involve um, all parts of the organization in all age groups. Mm. In it but um, really combining uh, it of course showing a commitment from the top that that is a top management task because it is the core of future success to have an attractive and high-performing healthy work culture mm -hmm. but uh, never do a top-down mm. mm. Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, also, we wrote about that at our blog, about the short absences, especially among young people. Um, I think the, the Bundesamt für Statistik, yeah, namely, this is like they increased 20%. Um, and, and, and that's why I'm, I'm really, yeah, I'm, I'm asking myself, hey, why, why are still that less companies um, changing the the work the working culture, that that it goes more in 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 a in a healthier working culture. Like, what do you think? Like, what what does it needs to to show the companies also the relevance of this topic? Could I think? Because I think out of our experience, we have still so many managers or or so many people which are still on on kpis and of course kpis is important you know we we don't want to discuss that you have you have to make money this is the system 
But um, what do you think? What are what are relevant dimensions or or factors like or why are people are, are companies not not getting yet on 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 the track like to to develop this this healthy culture? Um, what helps is um, to have numbers. And uh, <laughs> now we are back is, on the KPI. <laughs> we <laughs> are back on the KPI, and I would never uh, work with the soft factors parallel to the business. But um, show how the soft side um, is part of the business and uh, show that in numbers. So we always uh, put the soft uh, factors uh, into measurements. We measure the energy, we measure the culture, uh, we measure modern leadership um, uh, in, in organizations, and we always link it to performance, to short-term performance, uh, be it return on investment or revenue per person, but also to, or EBIT, um, uh, but also to longer, longer, longer-term performance indicators like growth, innovation rate, but also, of course, to um, the attractiveness of organizations, which you can measure with the uh, employee net promoter score uh, in it. So the share of, of uh, employees that, that are fans of the uh, organization <laughs> and recommend the organization uh, in it, much more authentic form of employer branding. Mm. And then you can show, okay, these are the... the relevant performance drivers mm. here mm. and we always suggest to companies um, make a benchmark um, survey here mm. so measure where you are and measure yourself against these uh, general benchmark data of the most relevant uh, performance drivers that helps a lot um, to, to really get a grasp of these mm. uh, soft factors. It demonstrates the relevance. Mm. So what's the impact here on um, uh, on the performance? And it shows, hey, where are we good? Um, also to, sh to, to, to tell a positive story, positive success story, or, which is authentic. But where are one, two uh, areas where we can um, uh, improve? And then you can monitor the progress mm. and, and see it. Because we want to get a grasp of uh, it and any high-performance high uh, uh, organization will always measure itself against others and it will always focus on continuously improving itself. And that one is good because, you, you know, when you, when you do this culture transformation, yeah. you know it. Uh, uh, it's, uh, it means heavy investment in it. And if you don't sense, hey, here's the progress, or you're not really convinced um, this is the right thing to do, it will always compete with the urgent business-related um, topics. So make it an urgent business-related topic and show where's the investment right, where are priorities, where does it also have a place uh, in the agenda of the top management. So that, that one. So um, this evidence-based, this research-based, and this uh, make it um, part of the business logic, I think is absolutely key. Mm. Yeah, I would, I would definitely, definitely say the same. We also, we also had uh, relevant cases, which, which, which it was a good start to, to, to work research-based or evidence-based that you really have yeah, something in numbers. Because uh, yeah, our our field sometimes uh, is 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 not 
is it, it's not a phone it's not a product you can buy it's like it's it's a, it's it's it's, it's, it's an intangible product and that's why i think measurement it is is really important but 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 to come back still to another question also from from the bonds for, for statistic um Heike, what do you think um uh, data shows that that more like the older the older the older people within the company have have less problem stress related and and it's 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 more about the young people would you say young people are less resilient or or uh, yeah what do you think about that um because i think the, the younger people in this in the data uh, it it shows that that they have much more problems or much more challenges with with being resilient or 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 uh, with a stressful daily life would mm. would you, what would you say here yeah that uh that's an important um, important thing, and we find this in our data as well. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, the um, the younger people are uh, in organizations, the more we have mental health issues in it. So that one is uh, is one is a logic which I absolutely don't like uh, in it. So I think experience with transformation helps uh, here. That is uh, one thing, um, but we also find um, other factors. Often um, it's um, a community uh, that can help you through challenging um, situations. So we invest a lot in organizations so that young people have their home base, have a good, strong network of, of uh, trusted colleagues uh, in it. And uh, that gives them uh, more, more safety um, here. Also, um, young people want uh, a leadership uh, that shows them much more the meaning or inspires them and, and uh, tells them, hey, this is important what you do here. You would find uh, older, uh, <laughs> older people when... You want to demotivate them. You need a lot of bureaucracy. You need a lot of authoritarian leadership and this one. For young people, this one is not the most stressful form of leadership here. For young people, it is less of recognition or it is laissez-faire leadership, leadership that doesn't care about them, mm. lack of... Um, a strong community in it. So we, uh, in the companies where, where where we support the culture development, we make a particular emphasis on the on the young generation, and that starts with an emotional onboarding uh, in it. In the in, in in during the pandemic, when we had this forced home office, mm. there were hundreds thousands of young people that were just technically onboarded, but not emotionally. Mm. So that one even after the pandemic is now now over or we don't have this intensified home office anymore, we need to uh, integrate them. What hasn't been, uh, what was not possible in the, uh, in the past, we need to do that in an intensified form. Um, and two more particular stressors of, of young people. Um, young generation has always heard you have all the options on earth. The, like me, the, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know. And you know. most of them had so nice parents, and uh, the generation has also been called Generation uh, Snowflake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every uh, the parents mm. would uh, treat their little uh, kid as a snowflake, which is uh, very unique and very fragile. 
and they would always say, hey, make sure you're happy, you do exactly uh, what what fits to you and, and uh, all this. So this multi-option thing is, is not really, re- uh, is, is of course wonderful for the people who know what to do. But mm. young people mm. need much more guidance uh, mm. to say, "Hey, this is the uh, this is the path to go. This is what you're good at. This is so this intensified feedback and also guiding them a little bit." And the last um, last particular stressor <laughs> is uh, the how you deal with digital uh, media, especially social media always on. So as an employer, you, of course, cannot influence this for private use cases, but you can make sure that there are certain uh, digital um, rules of the game, when to be on, how to use uh, which media, because this is particularly stressful if you, if you feel that you have to be on 24 hours per day. That is not, uh, not particularly healthy, uh, and uh, the young generation tends to uh, live uh, with a smartphone more than uh, with anything else. So that one we can also orchestrate mm. in the team. In the in the whole culture, but in the um, also per team, have a team culture how to communicate digitally. Mm. It's interesting the the points you you made up, and I was also thinking about the study we conducted. Uh, it was all about push and uh, pull factors for young people, why they choose a company, but also why they decide to leave a company. And for me, it was very fascinating to see that the young people, for them, the three main reasons why they leave a company are interpersonal or personal reasons so they don't feel enough uh, appreciated by the leader they don't feel a sense of belonging in the team so really the cultural points are are very tremendous for for them exactly that are more the um, social capital the personal relationships the personal interaction and we always recommend uh, to to make sure you find a home base so some belonging, some teams, some deep personal relationships. Also, it's very important that um, you have early involvement uh, so that you may see I can make a difference here. I'm heard, I have a voice, I I have responsibility uh, in it. And I think the digital culture is also a factor uh, that you would want to want you uh, want to um, provide here that are f- positive attracting um, aspects and one in that positive list huh, uh, in, in our study that was so striking for me I wouldn't have expected it uh, that is um, positive uh, raw metals uh, at the top mm. very very you know we do barometer uh, study mm. every year we we ask about 20,000 people in 80 to 100 companies. And we do that already since to, for new work and culture since 2016. And you can really see that um, the more we got in unstable times, the more important was um, this role model uh, behavior at the top. Mm. And what was also striking for me is that most important, uh, this factor was for the young generation. What do you think that they look at the CEO? Uh, so that that for the positive list. What we always consider also is on top um, a negative list. What kills employer attractiveness uh, in it? What makes people run huh? uh, in it? Run away. <laughs> that, what makes them run? And uh, here you could also find uh, three aspects. Uh, one is discrimination and uh, age 
in particular mm. age mm. discrimination, which is particularly high for young, but also for particularly old people mm. and um, baby boomer, uh, mm. this. Um, a second one is uh, really corrosive energy, which would be destructive um, engagement, power struggle mm. or silo thinking, mm. so mm. working against each other. And the third one, that one is, uh, I find, striking again, is called the acceleration trap. The acceleration trap is this climate of stress. Mm. This f that that you have a culture where collectively people feel we are operating at the limit, and this one, you know, I'm the numbers KPI <laughs> person, of course. Huh? Uh, Seventy-five percent of the companies um, are currently in that acceleration trap, and that shies um, people away. Nobody wants to be in a stressed um, yeah, um, culture environment where people are exhausted, have, are chronically operating at the limit. Mm. So that one, uh, we need to offer the positive ones, but primarily we also need uh, to take care of, of uh, avoiding or overcoming these negative ones. Mm. Because for me, yeah, you mentioned uh, earlier that it's important for leaders when you deal with the younger generation that you also emotionally onboard them, that you are present with them. But it's also difficult when 45% lack energy and focus of the leader. So how should they look for others when they are hardly um, looking for themselves? So it's not only about the competence of the leaders that need to adapt or change. It's more about the system. When you're yeah. talking about acceleration yeah. trap. Yeah, that's an interesting focus, uh, namely to look at the leaders themselves. Often mm. uh, you would put all everything on, the, on their shoulders, mm. developing the culture, take care of the uh, performance and all the change and all this. Mm. But um, this one is, uh, can become the bottleneck mm. if we have uh, um, a tired or exhausted huh? leadership team in it. And we have done research on this uh, already uh, for, for a long time with the question, what are prerequisites for uh, leading others? And it was already for quite some time we knew it's high energy and high focus. So energetic uh, leaders who identify, who are passionate, who put a lot of effort in, in their work, but also clear focus. Uh, so the discipline to, to focus on the things, also to, to keep an eye um, on certain strategic uh, aspects, despite of the turbulence in, in daily life mm. here. And originally, there was one problem group. Um, we call them busy managers. That were managers with high energy, but mm. lack of focus always excited, all kind of activities. Everywhere. <laughs> Everywhere. Everywhere. And, and, and so you all know what I'm talking about. So that one was the problem group. And we have one Harvard uh, Business Review article. It's exactly on this group. Beware the busy manager. Mm. It, what, uh, it was caught. Huh? Mm. High energy, uh, low focus. Okay. Then time uh, uh, was going on and we monitored the numbers, numbers, numbers. And... Uh, then we checked them, and more recently, we have another group, and that is um, managers that still lack focus, but at the same time lack energy. We mm. call them the tired or exhausted mm. managers. 
And that one uh, is now the largest group, 45% uh, um, of, of the managers and organizations lack both focus and energy. Mm. That's a precondition for being able to, to uh, lead others. And uh, if you find exhausted managers, how can you energize and inspire and, and give a long-term perspective, be a role model uh, to others? This is... Uh, the tendency of these exhausted uh, managers is um, a different ma uh, style that is either um, they tend to be laissez-faire managers, so, so not yeah. lead at all. Not lead so at all. Eh? Mm, what mm, is really mm, poison for mm, the young generation mm. or authoritarian leadership, which is poison for the older generation. <laughs> so uh, that is... that is So now... I have seen that quite uh, uh, um, a number of, of people start now to bash these managers. Here, put them here and, and uh, uh, criticize and all this. I don't think that is a good idea. I think uh, probably you have the right people, but we need to, to, to make sure we take care of them. That's a systemic approach, but also we can train them. We can uh, make sure they are more resilient. We can have um, also um, uh, uh, coaching, coaching, um, collegial coaching so that they exchange with each other. We cannot just be bystander here and criticize while observing them to to burn out this is not a good thing because a we have a responsibility for the, for the leaders in the organization but b midterm nobody wants to lead mm. this will be uh, another thing where we don't find people who want to take responsibility mm. who want to have the leadership uh, role mm. in it and that's uh, midterm not a good perspective so uh, taking care of the uh, leaders, developing these uh, organizations with them, I think is a very, very important thing. Really interesting, yeah. Your points, uh, which, which you mentioned now. And my last question um, is you, you talked earlier about, hey, having more fun at work. What, what makes you fun at work? <laughs> what brings you joy? Oh, uh, with my team, um, I, we develop. Uh, in research but also in practice um, uh, concepts and, and, and um, find numbers and when we see we can make a difference that um, makes fun or is, is, is really very rewarding uh, here in St. Gallen we have uh, one claim and that is from insight to impact and uh, experiencing this impact together with my team and, and making a relevant difference when it comes to creating a, a, a better world of work. That is, the, that is um, rewarding, that is fun, and that is also my big why huh? uh, for Visionary. my engagement. Also, yeah, yeah, for my engagement huh? uh, here. Let's so go. It's a good thing. huh? Uh. Yeah, it's so interesting. I think we are running out of time. I'm also asking my last question, and I would you mentioned it's important to have role models. Just shortly, can you give us an insight of a role model that was important in your life and inspired you, you to be a leader? You know what? I just recently took stock, and uh, then um, I, I realized I always thought I didn't have any female role model. 
you know, I, I had many male, male role models that were guiding me, and one of the most intriguing person was my my mentor, uh, Zamantra Goshal, an Indian professor. Uh, yes, he's on your he's wall, Hannah. Huh? We're looking yeah, back. Yeah, a photo of him <laughs> mm -hmm. there. Uh, at London Business School, very charismatic, inspiring uh, with person with this sharp brain and, and so on. But never uh, a female until I recently realized my, my role model was right, right next to me. And that was my mother. That is my mother. Mother is a mathematician uh, who, yeah, against all odds, um, the family is that she shouldn't finish school. So she decided to finish school and study mathematics uh, uh, in it and uh, then was always uh, a wonderful teacher huh? uh, here, a mathematics uh, teacher in school. And uh, that um, uh, is a very, very powerful uh, woman who was, without me realizing, uh, my role model. Huh? A fantastic, uh, modern, uh, strong uh, woman and... Uh, gifted teacher nice thank you so much Heike mm -hmm. for your words as you as you heard sometimes you don't have to to look too far away um, yeah gifts are around us or around you out there so don't look too far and sometimes yeah it's really close yeah I want to really thank you that we could could be here in this beautiful office and we wish you and your team all success and um yeah, um, if you if you want to to hear more content like like Heike about these these energetic topics, and um, subscribe our um, podcast and um, the Kitoko podcast, and uh, we tune in soon with the next podcast and wish you a really nice day. Thanks for listening. Thank you.